This is the place to go for anime, manga, comics, video games, all pop culture information. This is the place that you need to be. This program is brought to you by Blackham Studios Entertainment Division. Remember, it's Blackham. Hey, kiddies. Joker here. Just wanted to let you know that I, the Clown Prince of Crime, and the Jack of All Nerds show, love the Elijah Bailey show. You should listen to it all the time. Isn't that right, Batsy? <laughs> Sorry, he's all tied up at the moment. Thanks for downloading the Elijah Bailey Show from iTunes or BlackStudios.com. And here's a word from some of the folks that make it possible for you to hear this show for free every Thursday. Providing bankruptcy services throughout the state of Oklahoma, Bowler & Associates is a bankruptcy law firm based in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Their mission is to relieve you from threat of debt collectors, garnishments, repossessions, tax levies, foreclosures, and much more. Backed by more than 20 years of experience in the legal field, they excel in finding the quickest, most effective, and most affordable solution to all your legal and financial troubles. You can find them at Bowler Law on Facebook and also visit the website at www.bowlerlawfirm.com. Reach them at 405-733-3000. You can also email them at bankruptcy at bowlerandassociates.com. Looking for your voice to be heard? Have a passion and want to share it with those of a common mindset? Have a business or brand that needs to get the word out but don't know where to advertise? Contact Blacken Studios, a full-spectrum, cutting-edge podcast studio that services clients from all over the country. Blacken Studios offers you more than just a podcast. We offer you an experience. In-house production from audio-video recording, editing, marketing, advertisement, and exposure with over thousands of people listening weekly. Black & Studios doesn't hesitate to back local businesses. So when you want your voice heard, Black & Studios has your back. Search Black & Studios on all social platforms. Email at podcast at blackandstudios.com or visit us at blackandstudios.com. And remember, it's Black & Welcome back to Oklahoma's favorite podcast, the place where you can go and talk anything as long as you don't be a douchebag about anime, video games, comics, manga. And this is the place where you see me and Mr. The Buckety. See, I, Yo. I'm pointing to my right, but I think he's actually to my left or vice versa. This could be the fucking Matrix. But this is the place where we believe that I am on the side that Son Goku is on Ooh. behind you. See, that, yes. that's I'm what he, and, you know, looking so at that picture, right. that looks just like a Kamehameha, like blasting yeah. off right now, because we believe no, no. 
we always believed that Burdock was coming back. He was a main man. He was a legendary Saiyan. And we believed that the Namekians. Did you hear that? Everything's legitified. Rocking. No, don't don't say that. Because you asked me about playback that I don't know about. Legitified. I'll, I'll, uh, I'm about to check it. No, I just told you it's good. No, but then you, you question. You, you no, I didn't question. No, I, well, I question it because it's popping up in my headphones, like these, the same headphones I'm listening to you in. So oh, I didn't know if it was getting like looped gotcha. back into the system, and you was like hearing like an echo. So okay. that's why I was sorry. Yeah, so. See, he shattered my confidence just with that question. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> we're using Discord. I'm trying to do things the right goddamn way. But um, if you're listening to that music, that music is from. Uh, one of the exclusive um, audio uh, mechanics, the audio tech producers of YouTube, Rifty Beats, who uh, we have been using his beats quite a lot because he's got some dope-ass anime mixes, just came out with an Attack on Titan one and a Zelda one. So make sure to check that out. Rifty Beats, all the information is in the links below, whether you're watching on Facebook Gaming, that's EJB Gaming, HB Gaming on Facebook, or twitch.tv forward slash Elijah underscore 5000. You can get all the information there. But... You can also uh, hear this music when we play every Saturday morning, 7.30 a.m. at uh, The Buckety on Twitch. That channel is coming back. Uh, now, same time, I will say this. I think, so next week, I might not be able to join you guys. Mm. I'm not sure. Copy out of town. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to definitely try. But if I am able to join, I would still be, there's a good chance I'll still be handicapped. Mm. Okay. Because okay. the kicker is this: I noticed it. I noticed it really, and I'm not saying any excuses. I'm mentioning this now only because we are not playing the video games right now, and I'm just being transparent. Mm -hmm. So for anybody who has been watching us every Saturday morning, yeah. me, Elijah, J Stone, eight one two, are playing King of the Deal, which is we're playing a fighting game at seven thirty, yes. and the first one at ten is technically the King of the Hill. They get to choose what games we decide to play moving forward. And this is just a new cycle. We've been doing it for, what, five weeks now? Yeah. 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 About five, six, so, somewhere around. Yeah, about five, six. So we playing Power Rangers right now. It's cross-play. Yeah. It's working great. Yeah. The, the kicker is that I have not played on the Xbox console at all yet. And I yeah. noticed it on the last match this past day. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, it, the controller. Yeah, was, yeah, was, that's was what it was. Yeah, I was glitching really bad. Dude, I'm I'm right on, there with you. Especially on that last fight with Stone, because if you go back and rewatch it, because it's on Elijah based uh, on the Elijah underscore five thousand and EJ Gaming on Facebook. If you watch it, the beginning of it, you see me not even. I'm not even moving. Yeah. I'm not throwing any punches. Not even blocking. I'm not yeah. moving. And it happened. Stone is and Stone is king. I'm not denying that whatsoever. Stone is the king currently right now. But the game plan was I was going to, you know, just play on the actual goddamn Xbox. Yeah. And uh, get that reaction time that I needed. No. And I realized, you know, there'd be chance I might be out of town. So if I'm out of town, I'll bring my laptop. My laptop might work better than my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even know what the reception is. So. Yeah. 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 The reception was always a killer. Uh, but, yeah, I know because I'm, I'm ready to get a new system. And I did talk to the Coven about that PS5. And, and uh, you know what? I woke up. I texted him. I was like, hey, I heard you had the burden on your hands that you wanted me to just take up and uplift young blood. And he was like, he's like, yeah, I got it. And he told me the price. And I was like, okay. And we ate. 
fell right the fuck back to sleep. And I texted him when I woke up. I was like, okay, let me let me uh, let me think about it. And I hit you back up because I'm I want the original price, but the price that the coven has been is not bad at all. So I'm like, man, if we go in, I'm like making my game list right. I'm already like convinced, but I'm looking at my games right now. So uh, all logic, you gotta bring yeah. it, you gotta bring that logic as as a man. Our emotions get the best of us. Hey, and we sometimes like, wait, wait, wait. I gotta, I gotta factor in some logic. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Um, we do. We are gonna give a shout out to uh, mediocre reviews and tutorials. He just found out that he had testicular cancer, which is not anything fun at all for, especially for those of us that really take care of our bodies and take care of ourselves. And then you try to do everything, and then. You know, you go in for you. And this is why I tell people, like, people don't want to go to the doctors anyway. Yeah, get, your yeah. Screens, get, your you get your screens, get your blood work. Oh, yeah. She's like, well, most people don't get into it like three or four. I'm like, it don't care. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, look at my health background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. None of that matters. I was like, yeah, not at all. I want to get a check. Yeah. And then so, so shout out to him. As he goes through this process, make sure to check yourself, check others with their consent, you know, lend a hand when you can. Um, I got to tell you this, though. Oh, Josh from uh, from work. Josh actually hit me with like, man, like he's talking about um, Hansel. He's like, you know what? He is uh, so helpful in the most unhelpful ways. <laughs> and I said, did Josh just call this nigga lazy? It was Josh like complaining. Spitting facts, yeah, dude. It was basically me and uh, Calvin working last night. We left them. Hey, was that piece of wood still back there? No, you probably didn't pay no attention to it. I didn't even know. Like, we worked on 29 all night long until like 4 30, and then yeah, Calvin, Calvin, uh, man, Calvin's like, Hey, Josh, you come in tonight, I'll give you Thursday and Saturday off. And Josh is like, No, I think I'm good. (laughs) I was like, Fuck. Cause, but with Calvin here tonight, like he's gonna get into Ryan and them motherfuckers ass for being lazy and shit. Yeah. Plus we. He didn't do that last Friday. I was gonna come in last night too, but Mal is so damn tired. It we we wasted time, dude. I really. No, dude. It was it was a jerk fest, dude. Hansel's walking around. He said, "Hansel, go to twenty. He called him over the PA, and he ran. He ran to forty eight. No, no, no. No, he doesn't. Okay, folks. Well, sorry. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, we digress. We're on the we're on the Bailey Bugle. So no, we're, we're this is the day after the Bailey Bugle. This is our extra episode. So this is. Yeah, oh, that's even better. Yeah, yeah. So let let's let me hit these two pieces of news before we get into it. Um, we we have seen the posters. We've seen the artwork. Uh, we've we've heard uh, Yoko uh, is coming out with some new music for this Cowboy Bebop live action. Hmm. Wait. Hmm. Okay, you ready? Who? You. I thought you said, I said wait. Ain't wait. Oh, I thought you said, hey, wait. Man, it's <laughs> it's hard to hear on that end because I got hey, double audio. Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Is that what that's it. from? No, I see all of it. Yeah, you can see. It's like where Kaya slapped you. It's getting bigger and bigger. But we got some more information on the Netflix live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop, the show to expand on the anime canon. Uh, so um, Andre Nimick 
one of the showrunners for Netflix live-action adaptation of Sunrise's Cowboy Bebop anime, stated in an interview with Entertainment Magazine Entertainment Weekly on Tuesday that the live-action adaptation will be an expansion to the canon of the anime. Adding original stories, he added that the series will not be a uh, full-on remake, saying that just redoing the anime will leave an audience hungry for something that they already saw. Uh, Nimic says uh, the live action series does a really nice job of not violating the canon in any direct, but merely offering some extra glimpses into the world that was already created. Now, the new th the, the cool thing is we'll uh, go over to a YouTube clip where they almost exactly replicated Tank's opening theme song. And you see a lot of the characters that we've seen throughout the entire seri series from uh, Mom, who led the organization um, on this, the Endangered Seal episode where she shot up everybody in the restaurant to uh, the clown man. You see so many fucking everybody. characters. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. So I got, of course, I got mixed feelings. I know, you know I know. Yes, go ahead. Are you sure on the trailer? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and, and share it now so that way know, you can yeah, go ahead. Yeah, kind of what I'm talking about is going to be hitting on the trailer. So I thought the trailer was fantastic. Mm. Uh, I think they did a great job. Uh, unfortunately for me, there's no way for just a fanboy that I am, there's no way I can go into watching this and not trying to, you know, make sure it's hitting certain keys. And I hate to say that. I know I should go in here just watching uh, watching a new series and loving it for what it is, but it's, it's, this is something dear to my heart. So I am going to be super critical of it. And I, I am still worried about it. Now, they killed, it, they killed the intro. They showed a lot of the, I mean, I recognize almost every single episode. <laughs> Yeah. I recognize a teddy bear that originally had a bomb in it. I, I, I recognize Kareem, uh, Kahim, who was the dude that mm, got Hakeem, yeah. Hakeem, yeah, there we go. That got it was based off Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Hell yeah. Got his whole body redone, episode two. I recognize a couple from episode one, the uh, Hispanic um, couple who mm. was smuggling uh, the red-eye drug. Um, I mean, they did a great job. Oh, yeah. In the intro, the intro was was beautiful. I, I could As you watch guys are watching, mm. nonstop. Hell yeah! Um, and even when you know you, you got to see so many cameos of the villains, you saw the lady who was over the seals. Um, you got to see vicious with the sword. I was going to get to that. Get okay, to that. sorry, I, I just couldn't get to that. Get to that. You saw everybody. Yeah. Um, even uh. Vicious with the sword. You saw the crazy old man who like the pangolin who was like floating around, killing everybody, was afraid of cats. Uh the only the only one that I'm concerned about, Jet looks great too. Oh yeah. yeah uh yeah. the only thing I'm concerned about is this. From what they showed us in the trailer, mm -hmm. and I'm not knocking them if they don't go this route. I would actually be more happy if they didn't choose to go this route. Yeah. Everything in the trailer almost like it went side by side with the anime. Yeah. Like everything. Even on the uh ballads of the Fallen Angels when Vicious had the sword. The right to spike chest and the gun. Hell yeah. Everything and then even the TV scene that we're seeing right now. All those are episodes of the original Kyle Bebop. Mm -hmm. Now, if this is an expansion of the story, I'll be down with like a whole new with new with new content. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, if they are trying to make this like a replica of the anime, which that's the vibes I got from this trailer. Yeah. Now, I can't be wrong, but I highly doubt it. <laughs> if they're going along with what they just showed us in the trailer, which there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Because I think, you know, 
that's the safer route. I'll put it like that. Yeah. Um, but Faye Valentine is probably the only character. And at the same time, we didn't see no Ed and none of that. Yeah, we saw Ayn, but no Ed. So, uh, so Ed, uh, I don't know how they're going to be, be or what's their plans on portraying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that I, I, if I got a bitch about something right now is just the sexiness is gone. Mm-hmm. Which I don't, I'm not knocking it. Uh, but that's just one thing that's different. You know, Faye, Faye Valentine, I think for all of us, was just like that, that eye candy. Mm. Um, you know, sexy, skimpy outfit, we, but just badass. We we talked and about this. Saying, yeah, not saying that you know the late, lovely lady who they perform in her is not beautiful, but you know they do have to sacrifice the you know sexiness, the, the vulgar sexiness. Yeah. And I wonder how far is that going to make that character now somewhat awkward because uh, she's not manipulating man and using man, which was Faye's whole ordeal. I don't I know. I think I think her overall face suit it, they, they, I mean again they said they tried to replicate it but you know there's no way to replicate the shit they were making back back then uh, with the 2D uh, characters but I feel like there'll be instances where she wears a dress and she is seductive because that's who's, who Faye is even underneath um, you know her rough exterior so I think I think we'll get those kind of glimpses into her especially Faye was always about expanding huh he- do you think they're going to do like episodes? I don't know. Like the see the series has ten episodes, and it'll premiere November nineteenth. So ten episodes. Yeah, How many going episodes into holidays until, seasons. Until what's the name popped up? What? Um, uh, Ed. Oh, I don't. Uh, that was like it was pretty. A few. It was a lot. Because Ayn is what, five episodes? Because you have Red Eye. Ayn came in. Ayn is two. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was right after Red Eyes. It was that. Faye didn't come in until like three or four. Yeah. Because the next one after. Next was the Ballads of Angels part one and part two. Then after that is the. Is where uh, they were getting ready to end the series. So she came in before that. the, The Queen Metal. Um. The heavy metal queen, and after that, I believe is the person who plays the harmonica, the, the uh, dance with the devil. No, not dance with the devil. Uh, uh, okay, she. I said keep on Ed. running around. Name Ed came in episode nine, jamming oh, with Ed right after Waltz for Venus, and right in between. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Right after right after season one, pretty much. I mean, technically, right before the uh, the black dog had to come back out. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is a way that they could pull this whole season off without it, and that would still be 100 percent canon. Mm-hmm. If they're going episode by episode, which yeah, I want to say outside for the was it was the seal episode in the first nine. Um, let's see. It may have been. Was that number nine? No, because Venus was nine. Yeah, it was number four. Uh, Getaway Shuffle after Honky Tonk Woman. Yeah, they might be able because that's the case, and that makes perfect sense with their whole trailer. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. single, except for the uh, the Fat Man. Yeah, the, the Fat, Fat Man, Man was, was later like, on. He was after was, the second half. He was episode twenty. Even the TV series, like all those TVs on top of each other, the TV mm-hmm. Mountain, that yep. was in the later half too. But anyways, yep. I digress. Uh, I'm excited though still. Yeah, I'm super um, excited. Um, so yeah, I think I think they can do it, and I feel like the sexiness could be in a different way because Faye joined the crew or joined the show the third episode. 
They because I, I had those switched around in my head. Um, but let's see, what else do I have for news? Oh yeah, okay. So again, live actions are just coming. So we got a live action One Piece coming. We have our live action Cowboy Bebop, live action Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac film unveils cast. So this isn't a Netflix. Uh, I don't think. I think this is going to be a a Hollywood film. So let's dive in. Yep, the Hollywood Reporter posted, and this comes from Anime News Network. Uh, the cast and staff on the live action film of uh, Saint Seiya on Tuesday has also noted that the project titled Knights of the Zodiac is coming off of wrapping pro- uh, production in uh, Hungary. So, man, they're doing it like they, everybody in this. I could see it. I'm looking at the cast. I'm like, some of these people look a little bit too old to be playing these characters. But let's go into the to the cast. I could see. Um, I, you know what? I can see it coming together. The film stars uh, McAnew uh, from the Pacific uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. So we talked okay. about this before. Pacific Rim Uprising was not needed, but mm-hmm. it did have some some good. Actresses, actresses and actors in there so uh, he's also from Rooney Kenshin the final which is on Netflix now and the live action Chihira Furu I didn't see that okay I need to see that one because I love that show uh, we have Madison Eisman from uh, Jumanji sequels uh, which I didn't see the second one uh, I know what you did last summer television series did not see that did you watch that no okay Hopefully you guys know him. We have uh, Sean Bean from Game of Thrones, Lord of Rings, um, Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy, uh, Snowpiercer, the series, uh, Famke Jensen from X-Men, Taken, and The Vault. Then we have Nick Stahl from Fear of the Walking Dead. And then we have Diego Tinoco from On My Block, which is, uh, I think, on Netflix right now. Um, And then we have uh, Mark uh, from John Wick. Parabellum. Was that the third one? I have no idea. I, I I was supposed to watch the third one, stopped, watched the second one, sorry. But he's also on Hawaii Five O. Um Crying Freeman, Kaiman Rider, Dragon Knight, Iron Chef America. Holy shit. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see him in that, but I know him from the other shit. Um The Saint Seiya says uh it describes the film as what is labeled an origin story. Um Seiya, a street orphan and the uh, title hero of the franchise, uh, when a mystical energy known as Cosmos awakens in him. Seiya embarks on a journey to conquer the ancient Greek armor of Pegasus and uh, choose his side in a uh, a battle of the fate of uh, uh, the fate of a young girl who struggles to control her godly powers. I'm trying to think mm. back. I remember watching Saint Seiya, and it was about all these different or- orphans being trained to where you know to compete for the title of the Golden Cloth through a tournament. But it was to save the universe. So this sounds like they they've mixed some they've mixed some of this, but then they really want to go into fantasy. Um, let's see. Bean plays a mentor named Alma Kiddo, a man who rescues Seiya in the uh, Knight's Order. Uh, which he founded when he discovered the reincarnated uh, reincarnated goddess. I mean, Saint Seiya is a great series. I love Saint Seiya. You guys can watch it on Netflix now. They even have like a, a new adapted 3D version. 
Um, it like from the cast. I mean, it looks like it's a good, strong cast. And let me go ahead and pull them up here real quick. Like, uh, if you guys didn't know some of the actors and actresses' names, because I'm not good with their names at all, you should know their faces. Here they are up on the screen. Um, I've I feel like if you did a story and you followed all the saints and their journey, their struggle, and had them competing for this cloth, and at the end of the films, like. Okay, here's why we had you do it. And you have old boys, uh, blue hair brothers uh, show up and be like, you guys didn't do any training. I'm here to take the cloth by force. It doesn't matter what your training was. I'm going to do this and destroy the world. I feel like that would just like with Dragon Ball. If you do Dragon Ball from the Raditz to the Saiyan Saga and at the end of it, you have Nappa and Vegeta just hovering over West City and he blows it up. Boom. And cut the black. I feel like you could do a series or do a film. Uh, especially like a Hollywood film that that makes sense and won't fuck up the franchise. Because just reading the description, it's it's okay. There are aspects of Saint Seiya in there, but there's also some bullshit where you know you you want to kind of they don't want to do a tournament per se. So now it's like a mystical magical quest. So I'm not really feeling this one. It could be good, but I, I doubt it. Um, and that's all I had for news. And we are already like 25 minutes in. So let's take a, quick, a brief, yeah, <laughs> a brief pause for the cause. I know it's so good though. Uh, we'll take a brief pause for the cause and we'll come back and we're going to dive right into Dragon Ball Super chapter 76 and Black Clover, both chapters 306 and 307 because we have to hit on some special shit. So we'll be right back with the Elijah Bailey show right after this. Hey, this is Jamie Lindbergh, host of Upbeat Urbanism, a podcast where we seek to have an open dialogue about what it takes to create healthy, intentional, sustainable communities, one conversation at a time. Each episode is an interview with a city planner, leader, developer, real estate professional, or community builder. To listen, search for Upbeat Urbanism wherever you find podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at UUrbanism and on Facebook at Upbeat Urbanism. Devote yourself to your community around you and devote yourself to creating something that gives you purpose and meaning. Until then, keep it upbeat. Hey, this is your boy Frog. I'm here with Chris, Justin, and Philip, and we host Turn On The Game, the podcast. The show consists of four men commentating on the sports world. It's strictly opinion shows as if you were sitting on the couch watching a game with your boys. And you can follow us on Twitter at TurnOnThe underscore game. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at TurnOnTheGame. And you can even follow us on Instagram at TurnOnTheGame. Or you can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher by searching TurnOnTheGame. You can email us at TurnOnTheGame, the number four, at gmail.com. Turn on the Game is sponsored by Blackened Studios, Oklahoma City's premier podcasting studio. Turn on. And as you guys heard, and we're still listening to Rifty Beat, he's playing in the background. But we are back to the Elijah Bailey Show. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into this Dragon Ball Super and also um, Black Clover. So, last, you, catch everybody up on the last chapter of Dragon Ball Super. Uh, so, Vegeta um, and Goku are currently fighting Granola on the planet of the Cerulean's, correct? No, yeah. that's not the Cerulean's. It was the it was Cerulean's like, home world, but now... It was the Cerulean's home world. It's inhabited by these little munchkins. That's what I call them. <laughs> and, a, and one old elder, Namekian, and Granola. And Granola's hell-bent on killing everybody because of Frieza, you know, messed him up in the past, and the Saiyans, because the Saiyans was 
Breeze's henchmen. Oh. So Vegeta and Goku has arrived to this planet under bad concepts. They understood that Granola was an evil person, which Granola's not. Um, they're all fighting. We see Vegeta using a new method. Goku's mm-hmm. knocked out of why. We see Vegeta yeah. using a new method called uh, Ego. Ego Instinct, which I guess is like Ultra Instinct, but it's, it's with his ego. So you see ultra old ego, school, yeah. very prideful, very doesn't care about anything else, but just to let you know, I'm a, I'm Prince Vegeta and I'm about to whoop your Yo ass. ass. So mm. his, so pretty much one thing about the Saiyans is like, you know, their ability to constantly get stronger after each battle. Well, factor in now that he's able to do that just live. Like he's yeah, instantaneously, instantly, like when he gets a hit, best believe his next punch is going to be 10 times hard. He, uh, Vegeta's in 5G right now. He's in 5G. Now his body is still in 4G. Mm. So because, <laughs> he's still, he's still, he's still quite locking up a little bit. He's still locking up quite a bit. <laughs> so at the beginning of this chapter, we pretty much, if I'm correct, uh, yeah, we see Vegeta tater like his, his armor mm. gone he got that old school Majin Vegeta look like right before he blew himself up Majin mode uh, and I yes. want to say I think they paid a little homage to Majin Vegeta during oh they did they it, did it felt like it's like Majin Vegeta picture Majin he, Vegeta he had, a, he had a growth spurt in this whole deal like r- realizing what had happened and being able to step back and be like yes I'm the prince of all Saiyans but I had nothing to do with that that was before my time but let's, if you want to fucking throw you. hands yeah, if you want to throw hands, I'm here. So, yeah. We see Vegeta and, and Granola going at it. Granola clearly got the upper hand. Uh, Vegeta's constantly evolving, though. And at one moment, right before Granola's about to hit Vegeta with the blow, Goku comes out of nowhere, saves him, pretty much. Yeah, so uh, let me let me do that. Because yeah. these right here, these panels right here really got to me. Like, the two-finger blast, to see Vegeta get knocked pew, back pew, pew, pew. and to roll and then get his head stepped on, I was like... Vegeta gets so he started out in servitude, kind of like Megatron had to fight in the gladiator days. It's like this motherfucker has been a slave all his life, finally feeling good, finally ascending to a god. And then a nigga with a grudge come and put his foot on his head. And the next thing he does is he just grabs that fucking foot. And I'm like, that is that's Vegeta right there. Vegeta is not letting go. He doesn't he doesn't care what the fuck's happened. He's going all in. And I just love this shit. No, it was super dope. Um, which page to your own six and seven now? Okay. Um, yeah, so right after you're on six right now, right after that, uh, we see Goku coming through mm. and giving a big blow to Granola, sending him flying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Granola surprised that he's still alive. Mm-hmm. But Vegeta, Vegeta is no, this is this, we ain't on teams no more, Kakarot. Mm. You, you, you are now. That that MF that I don't like no more. Like I can't stand you because quickly, you know, Goku's talking to him like they had just traveled there together. Mm-hmm. They had just had a bunch of dinners together. They raised their kids together. No they hang out together. So so Goku comes through with the you know hanging in hanging there, Vegeta. I'll take over him. And Vegeta was like, No, nah, bro, I'm done with that. I am done with that. Swipe kicks him, kicks Vegeta into kicks a Goku, barrel of water. Kicks him, gone down the hill you know and throws granola arc you can tell this is not no just casual kick this is like get the motherfucker off get the fuck off my block you're on the wrong block now oh yeah uh how did that make you feel because even at that just like take over what do you mean take over i did i ain't no bitch i ain't your son 
I did feel like he betrayed the, the, the fighting bond. Like he wasn't even in like he was he was hurt, but he wasn't dead yet. And I did like the way he did him up. He kicked him and then punched him and was like, bro, what are you, what are you doing? It was, oh, they were about to full on like bang. Mm-hmm. They were about to full on fight at that moment because like, you're right. He did but, punch him. But Goku, did, he said, come on, man. He's like, you sure picked a, a moment for this old attitude. Like we are about to die. I got knocked out. I got shot in the heart, bro. Three times. I, I, I think there's a piece of this that Vegeta, truly deep down inside, knows Granola's not a bad guy. Yeah. So yeah. I think in Vegeta, he understands. Now, I, I could be fishing right now, but Vegeta understands that this is not a fight to save the universe. Mm-mm. This guy's. This is a fight mission, to save somebody's soul, like mine. Like he's testing his soul this whole battle, and he sees that in Granola. Correct, and it's but he knows Granola's not about to go kill the world. He's not about to go to Earth oh, and yeah. kill his family or anything like that. So I think Vegeta is, you know, when Goku was like, "This is a perfect time to you know start to add to." Well, it's, this is not like the fight that me, you, and Stone was talking about last mm. Thursday, where yeah. it's a life, it's life or death for them. But, yeah, but not the whole yeah. universe, not the galaxy. Yeah. Not, and then yeah. plus, Vegeta's been—he's used to fighting like that, so he understands the life or death mentality for myself. But now he don't have to worry about these people coming to try to kill Granola or yeah. to try to kill Boma or Trunks or, you know, mm-hmm. any of them. And I like this panel, too. Like, he is looking at, at Kakarot and spitting, and Granola's like, fuck this. Like, I'm going in for that moment. He I'm about to go for the moment. But for, and this speaks like so much to both Goku and Vegeta. Vegeta figured out something about Granola in Goku's battle, and Goku observed and figured out some shit. In Vegeta's battle, and he figured out how to counter Granola's deal. So Granola isn't invincible, but he he's again he didn't. He's, he's invincible because of his, in my opinion, his lack of ex- fighting experience. With mm-hmm. college. Yeah, and he didn't take Vegeta. Vegeta's like just because you have strength doesn't mean you're the strongest. Yeah, like, whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. Um, what was the next part that kind of stuck out to you? <laughs> um. But it, it, well, the next part kind of goes into where Goku is exploiting, you know, Granola's weaknesses. Weaknesses. He's he's changing. He knows Granola's is so solely focusing on vital points. Mm-hmm. So Goku is making, you know, Goku is that fighter. That's one thing you have to give Goku. He he been fighting since literally day one. Like day one. Um, is your audio so good? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, been fighting since day one. So. Knowing your vital points and trying to move out the way to avoid them, yeah, that's nothing. Then we see Goku doing that because we see him go back to his little, you know, black hair mode, mm-hmm. and then boom, in a little bit of a second, uh, I think it's a little bit after the. Actually, uh, I went past. Let me go ahead. It's right here. This one that you're Goku talking about. He gets up. chopped in the neck. He gets snapped in the neck, and then he, you know, Granola turns around. Goku's back up. And that was slick too, because he's like, boom, and shot him in the back. He's like, who the fuck shot me? I know they should be dead. And it's like, Goku's like, yeah, I told you. So we're seeing, and you can kind of move through these clips kind of cool, kind of fast, all up until like 19. We see Goku and Granola just go back in the fight. We see Vegeta kind of waking back up after Goku saved his life by pushing him from Granola, hitting at that vital point. Mm -hmm. Um, So both of them got knocked out, but Goku's been knocked out twice now. Yes, and Vegeta's only been knocked out just that one time, correct? Mm-hmm. And they still have one Senzu being left to use. Mm. I know. It's going to um, be crucial. So what about you? How are you feeling right now so far? Oh, I, I loved I loved the fact that we got to see Vegeta showing that pride again. But I was like, the whole time, he's been talking like the king of the Saiyans. He's been, uh, you know, not 
he's been owning up to what happened. He's like, this is a pass. It was a rough break. Fuck it. I'm sorry. If you want to kill me, let's go at it. You know, I'm a warrior. And I feel like this whole theme of who the Sands are has been uh, pushed throughout because we're rereading the manga and watching the series. And even at the beginning, Whis tells Goku and Vegeta they should fight together. And then Beerus is like, they they are a true fighting race. And Whis is like, just as much as you are. They love to battle for battling's sake. All the other states can go by the wayside as long as they can fight. And y'all go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, and then you kind of see this here. Like, I don't know what happened in the past. I'm not taking responsibility for some other bullshit, but I will take responsibility for what's right in front of me. Let's go. And you just get to see this old sense of the true Vegeta and true Goku that we got way back in the day when, you know, they were just doing what they were doing out out and about. When Vegeta and, and Nappa were eating the people they just killed, that's just who they are. That's who Saiyans are. Goku traveling just to fight somebody for no fucking reason. That's just who he is as a Saiyan. So this story is making sense. This is the story of the Saiyans. They're their mistakes, their successes, the the atrocities they've created and where they're going as a as a, a species, I feel. Yeah, so then we see go we see Vegeta cut re counter uh re engage back to Granola. And you know, he, Granola or Vegeta's pretty much like just come in with everything you got. Powers back up, freaks out Granola. Mm. Granola's like, ooh, is this this mother apple really getting stronger? Yeah. I could have sworn you was just taking a nap over there in that corner. But just been like, that's all I needed. Was Good. a 15 second nap, player, called power nap. We Saiyans take power naps like, oh no, something else. Uh, but if sin, so they get into arcation, uh, altercation, but you just send them flying back into like downtown mm-hmm. of this precious little city that with this cute little bubble. And and I like that. I like the fact that they can go through the bubble without like completely destroying it and shit. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing these other civilizations just nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a space age technology. But then we all we really see granola freaking out. Yeah. And this goes in the point where the argument we have with Stone. This mm. is a prime example of how a weakness you you tripping about this little small city yeah. can allow the evil person to completely run havoc. Because all he oh, gotta yeah. do is threaten to blow the shit up. Mm-hmm. And then got you gotta do whatever they want. Yep, so. he got his W. Um, Vegeta I mean, finally it, bit somebody though. Yeah, that's what I say. We go to the next thing where he he's ravage mode. He he straight. He even hit the chomp chomp on him. Uh, him and Granola go back into it. Granola throws a punch. Uh, clocks. I almost with the clock Vegeta, but he like it was like an arm. Uh, what's that move called? Like a what? He just tossed him. Oh, you're thinking about an arm drag and shit. No, is that what it's called? Like clothesline. Clothesline. Look like he's about to clothesline, and then Vegeta is just biting the forearm and hanging on to their life. Mm-hmm. He's um, throwing down. And then this one, this one got me right here because I was like, "Why didn't you see this, Vegeta? You're a, you're a genius. Like, you didn't think he was gonna shoot you from right here." Oh yeah. And uh, he unloads, up, bro. He unloads. That ends up taking. You could tell that that Vegeta was right. Uh, Granola hits his limit after all that because mm-hmm. uh, he stumbles back we haven't seen granola really look that fatigued he stumbles back bumps into a building and sees the little the little munchkins and he loses oh, his red eye he loses the sharing gun yeah he does that that that, that quick that, that quick oh uh, shoot and then it took him back to a flashback of them damn monkeys mm-hmm. of them damn monkeys running and who it looks like maybe his mom Yep. Or someone yells out for him, big sis, I don't know, someone. No, he says mommy. 
It does say mommy? Okay. Yeah. His mom rescuing him and holding him just like the big munchkins holding the little munchkin. Uh, super realization moment, but that also, you know, hits to all of our, you know, understanding that Granola is not a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but that did re-excite Granola's anger for the Saiyans because mm-hmm. that was an ugly flashback. And then he shoots Vegeta flying out of the whole spectrum. Can we can we uh, talk about this blood-soaked panel right here? Like, you have a trail of blood from where Vegeta crawled out of the crater, and he's trembling and still ready to take on Granola. Like, this is, this is why we love this shit. Blood everywhere, scars, scratches, and then Granola does fuck him up and send him out of the bubble. Uh, I'm going to fast forward, because pretty much they're fighting. They see... Uh, a, a big blast is about to come out. Goku's trying to make it back over there, and all of a sudden we see that old Namekian plane. Mm. We see the Namekian autopilot plane because the old man looks at the thing. He's like, "Oh no, I may be too late." I like the fact they said that man. It can't be. You're like, oh, if you saw yeah. somebody, there's only one like, motherfucker that, you know. Lewis? Ain't no way that's Lewis. Uh, he, he he looked at Goku like like. He owed Goku money. He didn't mm. know Goku was going to be at the party. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, shit. Uh, but anyway, so he lands. Uh, well, I guess, what's the name? Shoots that big old doom thing and whatnot. And then the old man gets out. You know what? Knock it off like a daddy just telling you what to do because you've been outside too uh, too late. Um, he What's the Nemec's name? Mar- um. His Monato? name is Monato. Monato. I think so. Hang on, I gotta. M O N. Yeah. Monato. Monato. Um, throws granola. R. You know what are you doing here? Vegeta come or Goku comes through with the mm, on the back, knocks him off to kill that big old mega blast that he was about to do to try to obliterate Vegeta. Uh, Vegeta then you know Goku. And Vegeta kind of getting a little slight argument, like, dude, quit tripping. Like, you you own some whole other level bullshit right now Vegeta. but I think it's because Goku I don't think Goku realizes that Granola is not out a bent out dude trying to destroy the universe just yet he said he wasn't a bad guy because he kept on trying to link them to Frieza and he's like Nigga, I, I don't hang I out with Frieza suspicious, but I think Goku's so riled up on a good D- fight yeah. and understanding that Granola is you know he's kind of destructive mm-hmm. um, yeah but, Vegeta in this moment just really either he has another plan that he's working on his head, which I think is just ultimately just trying to use this fight to get stronger. Oh yeah, I think he's Most trying to definitely. take in as much damage as he can, just so that he can. Well, both him and, and stronger and stronger. Both him and Goku have realized that they have they're not mastering these techniques by far, but they are, like you said, learning more and more. Every single fight that they've had so far, they've unlocked and moved almost mentally leaps and bounds versus physically because after they unlock something, then it's back to training to, you know, muscle memory. Make sure I can use it all the time, as they do always. So we see the elder go grab his cane, walk out hmm. like he owns some place. Vegeta, it throws Vegeta and Goku completely off because they're like, hey, you know, I know that's not a Namekian, but he does look like a Namekian. Why is there a Namekian? all of a sudden pop up here mm-hmm. and then that's where we get and that's the same thing pretty much granola is trying to figure out yeah. uh you know why'd you interfere i just trying to kill these people and then the old namekian said granola it's my fault <laughs> i think i done lied to you boy 
Yeah, I don't. I didn't understand why he didn't tell him that. I at, just told you the truth. Yeah, I didn't make any. That right there doesn't make sense to the story. I'm like, fuck. This. There might there might be something that might unveil it. Um, I think for making a lie about the story, there must have been something that happened that maybe it would have put him in danger if he knew. Yeah, possibly. And then the, the old man was like, "There was one sin actually that hooked us up. Mm. That actually saved us." His name was Burdock. Old Burdock. And then Vegeta and oh, Goku. Oh, your camera went out. Oh, I did. My bad. Yeah, he didn't uh, die. And Vegeta, I died. Vegeta with knows that name. Vegeta knows. Look, his reaction wasn't like, because Goku has never heard Burdock. He's never seen his father before, except for, like, you know, you have uh, where he traveled to the future and they could have passed and could he could have saw a vision of a man that he didn't know who it was, but he's never. He has no ties to his family besides Raditz. Vegeta, on the other hand, Vegeta does know. I'm not knocking it. Uh, I'm just yeah. trying to play devil's advocate right now. Vegeta does have a different uh, cloud that pops next to his head when he hears that name. Mm-hmm. And then Granola is um, just like a Saiyan saved us when his whole life has been getting retribution for what you know the Saiyans did to him and his people. Not all of them were like that. And this begs to differ. Was this after Bardock had his outing and all his friends died? That would be the the same day that uh, Frieza destroyed their planet. If that's not the case, then Bardock was always different. Bardock was kinder than most Saiyans, even though he was a part of Elite Squad, which is kind of weird, which plays into Goku a little bit more. Yeah, I got to turn the fan on real quick. No, you good. So while you do that, I'm going to recap 306 of Black Clover. So that that was episode... You're uh, not about to recap that without me. You, what? You can but come you can in start. on the good star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was episode 76 of uh, Dragon Ball Super. Uh, now, chapter 306 of Black Clover, we actually got to see Yuno's fight because Asta and some of the other Black Knights, uh, or not even Black Knights, just Royal Knights. Uh-uh. You can't hear that fan? No. You sure? I'm sure. Okay. I don't hear anything on my end. Um, but yeah, some of the other the other knights that are there to stop the demons and the devils have already defeated there. So we're on our very last one. The fucking and it's always somebody that has skeleton I power. Say last one. It's just yeah, it's but just I mean, <laughs> well, it's the last of the triad that they yes, know yes. of. Yeah. Um, and somebody with any character that uses skeletons as their ability is always a motherfucking badass. If y'all remember, Rock Lee had to get drunk to handle them bones, and Gara was having trouble with him. We have another one here, Big Z. Oh, so, Big Z. As we watch, respect on his yeah, name. yeah. He he is he's the one that gives it all up. I don't know why my fucking soundbar is disconnecting and shit. Uh, actually, I'm about to I'll turn it off. Yeah, I'm just gonna turn it off. Hang on, folks. Y'all gonna hear? Oh, it didn't have a sound. Okay, so uh, Yuno has charged up all of his special uh, wind spirit. Well, let's not forget, which enemy is banging with him too? Yeah, but I once, mean, once why once enemies, once once a hater. Yeah, Lanxus. Yeah, he he's here. He is. His ability is to create spatial. Um, well, actually, his monozone is so fucking strong; it's able to keep out any of these the spikes or the bones that are coming in or any projectiles and it has covered him and us uh, him and yuna you know while yuna has gathered all this energy into one single arrow he's become the hawkeye of the series as you can see it starts off with him shooting through his chest um 
And as we go through this, he is reminiscing about his life as a Spade Kingdom Knight. And we haven't heard a lot of shit about the Spade Kingdom Knights at all at this point. We just know that we have... You know 306? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because this is where we get into kind of Asta's daddy. So we have the three siblings, the Dark uh, Triad, as younger siblings. And you see how strong or weak that each one of them are before they do this demon ritual. Now, out of the three... Uh, Zenon didn't want to have a pact with the demon. And you kind of see that he's getting beat up. His brother and sister are teasing them. And then we have this character right here, Alan. Alan. Oh, Alan. Now this is fucking crazy. Not only Alan who, and if we look at Zenon, he is, what do you think? Probably in his early thirties. He's probably like 28 to 30. Yeah. Uh, maybe that. Fighting, you know, I think they're all pretty young. You know, it's not that old. No, but he's fighting, you know, and you don't think you think he's the same age as them. I, I don't think they're that much. Mm, I mean, I okay. think they're older, but I don't think they're that much. much so I'm trying older. to figure out like the age for them, because, you know, and Asta yeah, are I think you and Asta are definitely still teenagers. Yeah, they're like preteen. Yeah, I don't even think they're over 16. Uh, I think they're probably like in the heart of like 14, 15 ish. Because um, Alan, Alan right here, if he's the same age as Zenon, uh, did they say how how they many never, years they have never passed? Said that they have a gap. They you know mm-hmm. for all we know, Xenon could have been younger than Alan during that this is true. interaction. So so okay, uh, I'm gonna hold off on my Asta's daddy theory, and I'm gonna say it could be a relative because he looks exactly like the mom. Now you ain't just because you have a kid, you don't have to look exactly like his parents. Come on now, big facts. Um, but we get to see them travel through. Well, see, look how old they are now. They're old enough to join the military, so they have to be at least 18 here. Yeah. Okay, I think so. I no, think. Uh, well, I, are you referring, who are you referring to? Zenon and Alan, like yeah, at yeah, the Zenon Spade Kingdom? Alan, yeah, I think when they first met, I think they were very young. I think when they joined, they were probably around like 16, maybe to 18. Mm-hmm. Um, Say 17 then, for good measure. And then depending on how many years has passed, I, I can't see Dante looks like he's the oldest. Yeah. Um, but even he barely looks like he's in his he's probably in his thirties. Like but you think he's like thirty five and then it goes from there? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to gauge this to see if this is Austin's dad. Even if I'm right, even at thirty oh six, I think at the beginning of it, you know, Dante looks way older. Then Zeon on the first, what page is that? On page four? Go to page four real quick. Mm-hmm. Dante looks hella older. He's got to be, yeah, it looks like he's yeah, probably he's, 17 there. You know what? If you had, I bet Dante's probably like 35 to 40. I don't think he's 40. But anyways, anyways. Because let's, let's, let's he's got a goatee, and we don't yeah, have well, nobody with a goatee to set up. So yeah, let's, back let's to, to Tim. Yeah. Uh, they're fighting a, a, a demon. Um, there's more of this conviction that I don't want to, you know, have a devil sealed within me. And here's Alan having a, uh, apparent, apparently like a flaming sword. We don't really know what his magic is, but he's, he's watching him charge in the battle. Next thing you know, um, he just starts thinking about his chance to attack because Z has always been big. Z has always been weak. And so now this is his chance to save everybody. And he weighs the options Everybody behind me versus my friend in front of me. Boom, shoots him through the chest and kills him, but also defeats the devil and then goes into this depression to where he goes to Beelzebub and makes a deal because he doesn't want to see any more of his friends die. 
So he he tells Belzebub his main thing was he was hoping that you know the spade Keenan will always be safe. Mm-hmm. And we go to 307 and the devil's heart, and he says, Oh, you can't make them deals with the devil. I'm going to give you go the way, unless you super, super specific. You have to be like, like exactly how you want it played out. Yeah. If you give them in that gray room, hey. Oh, yeah, baby. But he didn't care anymore. You already know. And just looking at his body right now, this motherfucker looks like. Mid twenties. Yeah. So in in three oh seven, we see, you know, Yuno just did the shot. Unfortunately, that heart ain't like anybody's heart. And then as we go into further, we see why that did not kill him. But we see on page four. Um, are you on four yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. On Look at that four, transformation. Oh, God damn. No. I mean, this is the devil. Devil. Everybody else has been pretty crazy. I think. I you know. I think they were devil hosts. Old girl was definitely the craziest one. Yeah, because she could take yeah. over a body and she could manifest herself in the real I think world. She had like a bunch of titties on her. Yeah, which was weird. Yeah. She's, she's giving out a lot of, of milk. <laughs> but uh, but this right here, you know, is like, oh shit, this is like when we first met that devil. This is a different feeling, and it's like, yeah, he has a devil soul now. He is no longer just a vessel. He's no longer just a host. He is a devil. And then we have a little Lang down at the bottom, blood coming out of his mouth, which is a little, his little hairdo to the side, talking about, I don't know if I can keep this up. Because uh, that motherfucker, he's got a devil's heart, too. I've never heard of this. He's getting real. He's yeah. getting real. And I think he knows that they literally just exhausted everything oh, yeah. on that last attack. Oh, and that's, yeah. when, that's when he kind of goes in the description, like, yeah, you mean that last attack I did? You know? I know you're laying down right now, but uh, all you had to do was kill your boy. I did yeah. it a long time ago, and they killed Dude. that devil. Dude. All you had to do was drop him. But because you didn't drop him, y'all ain't about to touch me now. And that's crazy, though, too. Like, the thing that started him on this path to being like a devil host is the same thing that didn't kill him but let him become a full-blooded devil. Like, he did not, like, every chance he had, uh, Z upgraded. He's like, you know what? I, I don't have the ability. Let me let me be a host. You know what? Let me just be the devil right now because we're going to fucking kill them. And then he, he's on some. Yeah, he's on some other shit. But on, you can feel it through the pages. He on some oh, another level type stuff. And this is crazy, too, because, you know, we know is is the king. He's the current prince of the Spade Kingdom. So now his own subordinates are about to kill him. Technically, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, yes. Um. Uh, God, he, his yeah, spirit much, he's, he's just calling it. He's just calling it that you know the big Z's calling it that's going it's going to drop, and then Big Bro shows up. What'd you feel about that panel? Just big boom. Bro showed up. At first, I was like, like, oh shit, oh damn, what the hell are you gonna do though, bro? <laughs> yeah. Not to be disrespectful, you are the homie. You he, are hands down the homie. You know but, what? He he Ooh, hasn't been. This, this is this is a wild. Finral hasn't been showing out too much. But then I but, thought of Magna, and I was like, a, this, "Well, and honestly, Magna's whole thing, ah, I'm torn on it. Oh, honestly, and Magma's the homie. Uh, but Dante was a Dante because now we're saying that Magma and Old Boy are on the level of Asta and Yami, just a couple of months ago. Not even a couple months ago, just like a couple weeks ago." And well, they took I, I they took six months worth of training plus. No, Yami hasn't been going that long. Oh, you're right. You're no, right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. They, they tell me six months of training, all of a sudden to be on the level of Yami but, and Asta. 
I feel I like that's, there's no way, in my opinion, that those two are that strong. Mm, I don't think I think everybody moved up because I feel like when Yami gets done with this and Asta, they're not. I mean, Asta's nowhere in the realm where they are. Well, so I, mean, I feel like has, you know, Asta got his his devil thing with them. But I mean, let's think back to that iconic fight scene of Dante and Yami mm. and Asta, which was absurd. That was one of the coldest fight scenes we've seen. So That's far, true. Um, which says a lot because there's been a lot of dope fight scenes. Yeah. And now we saw where, and what I'm telling myself to counter is that they kind of use a cheat code. That's not even like, I would even game. say, you, yeah, no, level, I can see it because level, you can, if you can no change. Can compare their hands, even now, to where Yami but I mean, yeah. it's the same. It's the same. Well, if Asta didn't have the devil, you know, there'd be like we're watching Yuno now struggle, at, and he is top tier up there with Yami and them, and he's struggling against Z. Now he did have his Which his one sense, move. Though. That makes sense though, exactly because Z, because Z not only, you know, I feel like Z has a, a stronger. I'm going to just say Z has a stronger devil inside of him. Oh yeah, um, but he's got Belzebub. That was the, we already knew yeah, him and Lucifer yeah. were like this, this. But yeah, Belzy was like you're a stronger devil inside of him that, which makes sense of why he's struggling. Yeah, all I'm saying is I like just, if I if I took Yami and Asa from back then and fought, I, I would uh, say Old Boy and Magma. Now there's no way that Magma and Old Boy should be able to beat Asa. And Yami. No, that's just my no, opinion. there shouldn't be. But then you have people like Charmy, who was always I feel like she was le- she was Yami's level like he was equal because we didn't know that she had her dwarf magic. We didn't know she had that fucking mm-hmm. werewolf transformation. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Magma and, and Fenril, Fenril and had like Magma. Or I would take it more from the from the the the, the from eating Char- girl. I would yeah. I would say Fenrir is has the ability because of you know what we see in this chapter his spatial uh, uh, magic like his brother I was like he has the the ability to be top tier because basically he can shift anything Magnum on the other end at- like I said his I would say his would be more of a cheat code because it it levels our power it says whatever amount of energy you have this is the reverse fusion dance we are going to power up but we're going to level out and we're going to stay there until our energy is depleted so yeah but, but with, with with Fenril Fenril has a spatial magic perfectly and I love the way that Fenril just kept it real mm-hmm. you know brother was like what you doing are you going to rescue me again no yeah I was actually looking for Yami and this will happen in my next destination because exactly like, mm-hmm. uh I noticed you was here, but trust me, I'm looking for my captain, bro. Um, this is so yeah, crazy. That's right. Yeah, he said I'm, 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 I'm trying to save Master Yami. Yeah. Uh, but the instant teleportation, I was like, he is fucking doing some and fucking. Which, if you think about it, all that, all that, you know, servicing that he's been doing for Yami. Oh yeah. Paid off the training. And, and it makes you even think. Was, was that what Yami, Yami doing? Is, is Yami that intelligent? Even the way he formed Black Clover, he or the the Black Bulls, is he that intelligent? Or I think is he, he just is. that hella lucky? I think both. Because he's he's a carefree you foreigner. You have to put some luck into that. Oh yeah, because he's as smart as uh Julius. Like he has all those in-depth discussion with him, him and Bill, uh William, uh, but also he bets on people and bets on their personalities. Like there was no way to to even think 
that Noelle would master her technique or be that strong. And yet she is. She's connected with the water spirit. Uh, she's done all this other stuff. And then, again, like you said, having Fenrir teleport him all the, to gamble, to lose money, to the bathroom, to wherever they need to go. It just kept powering up. Like, he's like the ultimate Asta with magic. Like, always training every single day. So, I feel like he had luck, but he knew. He knew. Because he, he, he picks his people based on specific criteria. He's just not looking for the top candidate. You that know? is true. So, and that's pretty much the end. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was the end. Seven. So, what, what, what's your predictions? What, what, My what prediction now is Fenrir. Fenrir yeah. and Ladris to drop? Big and- no, him and Lang, oh, him and Langris are going to teleport. You know, I feel like they are going to teleport out of there. But we're going to find out that Belzebub now has having a human body can do whatever the, he can bend reality because we every devil that we see bends the natural convention of magic. Bends the natural. They don't even do magic. They can do spells by speaking devil tongue or just fucking thinking them. So I feel like shit's about to get real now, and he is about to teleport and collect everybody and it's going to be a full front uh and then i feel like we're gonna julius is gonna come back and be like oh, i'm glad y'all waited on me i had to grow up a little bit julius had i don't know i want him to so bad yeah, but that's what it is i don't blame you uh, I wouldn't mind but i feel like we get like a big I, stand with some of the bigger bigger hitters too so i, I think I, I think old school julius probably could have easily hung with these dudes but uh, and we get the know. elves Elves coming in fighting devils again. I don't know. I, I want. What do you? What do you feel? What do you think? What do you think? Um, I, I think we still have to focus on Yami and Oh Boy because you know there was a huge reason why they wanted them there. And oh they, yeah, they are they are racing against the clock. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The clock feel like it's probably super close to expiring. And True. you know, of course, there's no way in hell I believe that even all three of them can take on Big Z right now. Uh, especially with the levels of war, they're all they're you know they're pretty much depleted. Yeah. Um, and I so I I, I don't know because we we still got Yami and Vengeance situation, mm-hmm. which we don't know if they're transforming to be a devil. We don't know if they're just being an oracle. We don't we don't know what's going on yeah, with them. Yeah, not at all. And then we know there's a psycho ass doctor down there with them that True. clearly has already made some type of a deal. bond with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't we don't know we don't know what's going down there. And to think that we're at Belzebub, you know, it's just a hairy situation. I see why you want Julius to come save the day. Yeah, because I'm like, man, we you're need somebody. You got your Russia like, because everybody's down. Everybody's down. We don't like this. Apparently, has to be taken place like a, just a couple minutes after Noel and and Asta yeah, all, stuff. All these so, have to be like within seamless time of each other. So, so Asta's down because he needs time to recharge. Uh, Noelle's down. She exhausted all of her energy. So yeah, I feel yeah. Um, everybody's down because even on the outside, you know, they had to fight. You know, the 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 big devil from the very beginning of the whole. Oh yeah. Oh oh, Mary came out. She she came to play. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, But anyways, let's let's. I am too. Let's uh, let's do this. I want to pull this up and talk about this. There wasn't too many things I saw from Nintendo Direct because I was asleep. But one of them was Bayonetta three. So let's go ahead and play uh, the trailer now. You did you play Bayonetta? I played Bayonetta two. Okay, I played Bayonetta one. I did not get two, but I love Bayonetta. And I played the demo for Bayonetta 2. I just didn't pick it up, which the game follows a witch who is basically, it's kind of like um, Devil May Cry, 
mixed with uh, what are the game? Uh, yeah, but there's another Democrat, one. Like the perfect game to compare it to Ninja Gaiden, because because of your uh, and you're basically using your hair hair and spells to create different weapons. You have your pistols on your heels and your your hands, so four guns. Um, but we're watching Bay, basically Bayonetta come in with a new hairstyle uh, and taking on this big ass kaiju. There, sh- there you go. Look at this shit. The military always steps in, always trying to do shit, always getting fucked up. But I really like this trailer just because Bayonetta always takes me to like a different world. Um, and it's just so stylistically weird. You're like, I wonder what the next bad guy, I wonder what the next enemy is going to look like. I wonder what the next big boss is going to look like. And then I wonder what kind of spells I'm going to be able to craft or come up with. And I do like the fact that, you know, you go in, you get your style points, all that shit, and you can upgrade whatever you want. I always felt like Bayonetta was, uh, my comparison was like the PG version of Mm -hmm. Devil May Cry, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Because it gets it gets everybody into the fun, and then you you learn how to play this. Then as you get older, you graduate, go to Devil May Cry, which I still need to stream Devil May Cry Five. So uh, be yeah, yeah. be prepared Looks for good, that. Though. Oh yeah. Um, I also have everything else that came out uh, that was announced on this past. Um, what they call their thing? The uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Direct. Direct. There you and, go. And there'll be another we one in October, got, I do believe. So we also got Kirby. It's been a long time, my boy Kirby. It's fine making his his comeback with Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which looks amazing. It's 3D adventure. Kind of reminds you of like an updated Mario game, but with the pink ball himself. Wait, now, is that is that going to be more a serious game? Because I, I heard that they were doing something different with it's Kirby. Serious. No, it's 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 a it's an adventure game. It's, okay, it's that's kind of like crazy. Like so, there's actual like stakes and shit. You say what? There's actual stakes to the story. What do you mean? Like, because uh, normally Kirby doesn't really die. Like, Kirby, Epic Yarn, and shit like that that's been coming out the last couple years. You oh, know. yeah, this is like an old-school Kirby game. Like, okay. Yeah, this is the homie coming down, throwing hands. Uh, and then also we have Nintendo Switch Online has a new expansion, which you're going to be releasing, because right now it's like NES and Super Nintendo games you can play. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They are going to be including Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis Classics. Yes. Um, which I actually have that list too. I saved it. Where's that list at? Um, Ocarina of Time is on there. There we go. Nintendo list for the NC4 is Super Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time, Win Back, Dr. Mario 64, Sin and Punishment, Tennis, Mario Tennis 64, Benjamin Kazooie, Pokemon Snap, The Majora's Mask, Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Paper Mario, and F Zero. And then on the Sega side of things, we get Castlevania Bloodlines, Contra Hard Co- uh, Corpse, Dr. Robotics Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin, Golden X, Gunstar Heroes, Fantasy Star 4, Rise Star, Shining Force, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Streets of Rage 2, Musha, Fantasy Star 4, Shinobi 3, and Strider. Nice. Yeah, so those will I'm all excited be... excited for those. Yeah, so if you, if you play online on Nintendo Switch, you know you have that. We uh, just now did online. So yeah, if you guys like, want to join our uh, Animal Crossing island, where we got some oranges, apples, pears, peaches, cherries, all that shit, uh, I'll be putting that information out for you guys. But yeah, I'm excited. I want to get uh, Ocarina of Time on the Switch. Yeah, it's right there. Um, and to think it's right there in that little nice little nifty area, you don't have to download it. I thought so. you were looking at me, so I looked over. Hello. Um, they also cast a Mario movie. 
That's going to yes. be uh, debuting with uh, Jack Flanagan. About oh, Jack you go Black ahead, take it. And Seth Rogen. That was the only main. I was going to just name. Them oh, okay. Three. You didn't care about yeah. anybody else. Uh, I mean, Charlie yeah, Day is I'm Luigi. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie Day is Luigi, and hey, then the uh, the the actual original voice for Mario, Luigi, Waluigi, and Walu and uh, Wario is ha- he is on the film, but hasn't been cast as a character. Nobody's been cast for Waluigi, so I think he's going to be he voicing Waluigi. Yeah, but he's a hundred percent involved in this uh, upcoming film. So uh, I'm excited about all of that. Let's go ahead, and I was going. Oh shit! Okay, keep going. Castlevania Advance Collection brings four classic games to the Switch. Uh, like Elijah said, we just got the hopefully gets released 2022 Bayonetta three. We also got Splatoon three that is making its return uh, with hmm. a cool new campaign, which has never had a campaign in it. Uh, we also get a Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion that's announced for next summer, uh, and everything else is that we get Super Smash Bros. Super Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Final DLC Fighter will be revealed on October 5th. Animal Crossing gets a direct in October. That's what he was referring to earlier. Mario Party Superstar sees the return of Woody Woods, Yoshi Tropical Island, and Horrorland. Star Trek or Star Wars Nice Old Republic Classic Top Tier Game is now mm-hmm. going to be available for the Switch uh, this November. Um... And, oh, and Metroid Dread gets an extended okay. story trailer, which looked phenomenal if you haven't seen it. Uh, Dying Light 2 Stay Human uh, could also be coming to the Switch as well. And nice. that was about it. Um, yeah, that's about it. It has some other stuff, but that's all I'm going to hit on. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. Like, there's so much stuff I feel like I should have did like a, a separate video. Uh, but I feel like that video is going to be too long. So uh, if you guys want me to do that, you guys know what to do sub go to patreon <laughs> give me some incentive because that is there's a lot of fucking games to dive into god damn it this fucking uh bluetooth piece of shit i had um the dragon ball z broly playing from rifty beats in the background and now my fucking uh sound bar is fucking up but let's go ahead and dive into this uh let me pull this up we'll go into anime and manga of the month as to not waste any time is odd taxi if you guys have not watched odd taxi it follows this weird ass fucking porpoise not even a porpoise like sea lion i don't know what the fuck he is follows him around uh otakawa is a taxi driver he drives around a lot of people throughout his uh city and town and a lot of them are weird. There's a kid that is a social media expert. So he always is tweeting, taking pictures, trying to get famous. You have like this weird nurse that doesn't really take care of herself. You have a girl that wants to run away from home. And then you have like just, you know, just a lot of weird people. Like right now you're seeing these dogs, these wolves, these foxes get into this cab. And they're just confessing everything to this mundane cab driver who doesn't care about anything they have to say and quite frankly, makes fun of him the entire ride. And then the next thing you know, it shows a picture of his house. It shows a picture of him hanging out with his friend right here, uh, Kikakana, and then also his doctor and nurse because those are his only friends. Damn! As soon as I say it, the shit pops up on the screen. Um, you know the 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 doctor who's the gorilla is black. You can just tell. Uh, but I love the show. It is weird. It's funny. There's a mystery around a girl that might have been abducted by a taxi driver or not. Are we going to find out who does it? Maybe. Check it out. Uh, last but not least, uh, Manga of the Month. 
is one that I'm very much enjoying today's chapter. And I'm going to post some pictures. I'm going to say like, think of Shikamaru mixed with Muzan from Demon Slayer. Like the character looks smooth as fuck. He's got like a little beard growing in. He's got his hair with the, with the two tone on it. Like our, uh, um, what's, uh, what's, um, Takamichi's, uh, partner's name. Chifuya, oh, Chifuya. Yeah, he's got like the black underneath and like, like a that. lighter color. And he's an expert of projectiles, most uh, notably needles. If you guys uh, go to Viz Media, there is Nero, Way of the Martial Artist. There are 10 chapters out now. It's a brand new uh, title by Minya Hiraga. And it's a young martial artist must find his true path. He's on his way to complete the 18 disciplines. The only person or the last person out of a very slim picking few to have completed the 18 disciplines of martial arts was his grandfather. So now moving out of the country to the city to go to a uh, prestigious martial arts academy where you can dedicate yourself to fighting, weaponry, projectiles, all that shit. This is where his journey starts. And now he's talking about how he there's some martial artists who are lazy, who don't who are messy, but they do have the skills to pay the bills. They go out there when they are doing moves. They're very flawless, effortless. Somebody who mastered their craft. And we just found the man that had passed the entrance exam with 100 percent perfection, which had never done been done before. That is where the story has stopped right there. You guys can catch up on it. It's really quick. Uh, nice, easy reads. Neuro, the way the martial arts is our manga of the month. And anime of the month is Odd Taxi. And with that, I got to say, I, I, I've enjoyed this. We're done. Burdock is correctly written, correctly pronounced. B-U-R-Doc. Uh, thank you, Kage, for joining us. Now, a couple places you can watch me and Bucky more often. Not only here, 4.30 on Sundays for the Elijah Bailey Show, but you can hear buck's voice and see me and monica for a little bit of anime on wednesdays at 6 p.m central standard time right here on twitch.tv forward slash elijah underscore 5000 or at edge b gaming ejb gaming on facebook saturday morning 7 30 a.m central standard time we play our king of the deal which you explained earlier in the show so if you didn't hear it go back and listen to it at towards the beginning of this episode and Yes, Thursdays, I guess every Thursday now at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, we have the Dragon Ball Show. It's me, Buck and Stone, talking about Dragon Ball Super, or I guess the Dragon Ball Super Show. You can join us at jstone812, uh, and then I always host that channel from the Twitch channel. You can jump in there and have a great time with us. And I also stream on off days, but right now, um, if you are in the Discord, Twitter's fucking up. I keep uh, posting from Twitter and it doesn't show the post. It just shows that I posted at a specific time. So let me get that fixed. Once that's fixed, um, you guys will get that information straight towards discord. But until then, follow me on Twitter, both me and bucks, uh, hashtags are down at the bottom of the screen. Where can I find you in black and studios, Buck? black and studios everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, oh, nice and easy. And podcast at black yes. Follow me on Twitch at the, Buckety. B-U-C-K-I-T-Y. Oh, no underscore on that and one. That's it. Don't worry about following me on Instagram. I'm getting all these private. I'm getting all these invites. Yeah. My Instagram's private. Probably not going to accept you. Don't hard feelings. Yeah, it, that's the way you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can find uh, anything, everything you need to know about the Elijah Bailey Show on the official Elijah Bailey Show Facebook page or on Twitter at real Elijah underscore five thousand or at Elijah Bailey Show. 
uh, without the W, that's S-H-O, which you can also find us on Instagram and Snapchat under those tags. Uh, emails to ElijahBaileyShow at gmail.com. Send all of your requests just straight to Podbeam. Go to Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podcast. Stitcher, <laughs> Podcast. Yes. Oh, and there's bonus episodes. Bonus episode drop last Saturday, if you guys were paying attention. It was my second appearance on Podbeam's uh, Storytelling Podcast Week. You guys yeah. can go ahead and check out oh, that. Yeah, it's just so fun to to be there. Uh, it was a roundtable this time, talking with some other creatives, so make sure to check that out. We talk about anime, uh, talk about how the studio got started, what I do for podcasting, how I feel about you guys. Uh, which you guys should know by now. I love you. Um, and where else do you guys need to go? I told you where to listen to the podcast. This drops every Thursday. You can join us live here on Twitch or Facebook every Sunday at 4.30. It is September. So that means your subscriptions. One, if you're an Amazon Prime uh, member, you get free subscriptions. So every month you can gift a free subscription to the streamer that you do so choose, me, Buck, or Stone. Um, but in September, it's 20% off, so you get a discount on your subscription. So go ahead and support your favorite streamers because it we put in a lot of work for this shit. Um, yes. And I'm dedicating wins and matches to followers and subscribers uh, every Saturday. Uh, this Saturday, it got heated. There were some, some new characters. Stone showed me uh, some of those characters. I can guarantee you I'm getting a new lineup this Saturday because they have some some Power Rangers I ain't seen in forever. I was like... If I'm able to stream, if I'm able to join with y'all, I'm, I'm, staying, I'm keeping my lineup. Mm, yeah, you do that. Yeah, you do. The Black Ranger. I'm not. I'm not Joe. Black Ranger's fucking crazy. Uh, he he he's he's the one to get by. And then Stone with the Gold Ranger, which Gold Ranger's like E Honda and cheat mode, dude. I don't know, but uh, he, is, he is pretty aggressive. But, he, yeah. You got anything else for the peeps? Just follow us. Enjoy. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 282 of the Elijah Bailey Show. Next week is the comic book week, and I have caught up to Static Shock. I've read the first uh, three issues of season one, and I'm enjoying it. And I will give you a brief, brief review of that. But uh, we'll get you with all the comics that are coming out next month, plus the comic book news for some films, some titles, and things that you should be watching. I'm Elijah 5000. I am the Buckety. And we will catch your ass in the next broadcast. Podcast, broadcast, I'm out.
Hey, what's up, everybody? Elijah 5000 here. Me and the Buckety appreciate it so much that you download this show each and every week. Again, we drop every Thursday. If you're new to the Elijah Bailey Show, go to Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to this auditorial pleasure that you get weekly, and just subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you, and I'll catch your ass in the next podcast.